Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm thrilled to bring you uplifting grief support and hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 129, Expanded Vision. Many years ago, when I was still working in corporate, I was working for a DME company, DM, durable medical equipment. Yes, DME. That's so funny. It didn't sound right. Ever, ever have moments like that? Like I do. Anyway, I was working for a DME company, which is a durable medical equipment company. And I was a manager at this, at this particular company. And they sent us to Dale Carnegie leadership training. And it was really super cool. And if you're not familiar with Dale Carnegie, he was a writer and a lecturer. He developed a lot of courses on self-improvement, on sales, on public speaking. His probably his most famous book is How to Win Friends and Influence People. And so he taught a lot of communication skills and how to, how to work with people and so forth. Anyway, he died many, many years ago, but his courses live on. And so he, there's still Dale Carnegie training out there. There's still a corporation that does that. So we went to Dale Carnegie leadership training as a management team and it was super fun. We went for, I can't remember how many weeks now. It's been so long ago, but Every, for one evening a week, we went to this training. And one of the concepts that we learned, which has stuck with me ever since, was this idea of red light, green light. And what that meant was that when you were brainstorming as a team, that you would have a green light session. And a green light session means that anything goes. If you're, if you're trying to solve a problem and you're trying to brainstorm some ideas, you get a big whiteboard or, you know, big sheet of paper and you're brainstorming that you just allow the, the ideas to come. It's a green light, which means there's no stopping. There's no evaluating. There's no trying to decide if it's a good idea during the green light session. You're just free flowing ideas. Then you go into after you've really exhausted all the ideas, then you go into what they called a red light session. And that means that's when you go back and you start to evaluate. Then the idea is that if we are evaluating while we're brainstorming, then we stop the flow of ideas because we go into evaluation mode instead of free thinking and creativity and all that comes with just brainstorming. And I just loved this idea. But in the red light session, then you would go through the different ideas and go, okay, well, let's, you know, let's eliminate these three because I don't see us doing that. That doesn't feel right, whatever. So you go through and you evaluate, and then that allows you this, this creative process allows you to have this space for the creating of ideas, for the bringing up of ideas. And then you have the red light session where then you, then you're evaluating, then you're deciding what ideas you're actually going to explore further. I loved this. I loved this part of our training. And like I said, it's really, it's stuck with me of all the things it has really stuck with me. So 
after we went through this training, then they invited me to come back as a facilitator, as a mentor, as a uh, coach, I guess you could say, for another company that was going through the program. So what this looked like is, let's say there were five or six companies that were bringing a leadership team. Our leadership team consisted of our COO and four managers of the different departments in the, the company. And when I went back as a facilitator, as a mentor for, an, for another company that was going through the training, their configuration looked very similar. They had an executive leader and then they had several managers. And so I went back to, to assist them in the process. And I was, I was young. I was pretty inexperienced, but I really loved being able to go back through that training and to be able to participate in that and to be able to be a help to another company that was going through the same process. What I found was when, when my group, when we had gone through this, this training and, and the specifically, I remember the, the green light, red light, we, we got it. Like we were a young team. We were adaptable. We were, you know, interested in coming up with fresh, new, creative ideas to really move our company forward. And it was a fairly new company that I worked for that was, was growing rapidly. When I went back as a mentor for another company, and I was working with this other company and the same ideas were brought to them. They, the, the management team was willing to, to get in there and to brainstorm and to be creative and to, to think of things. But their executive leader was less open to the process. And when they were going through this training of green light, red light, and, and they were trying to, try to use these ideas every time a team member, like they would bring their own problems. So they, they would bring their own company ideas, solutions to, to the activity. So it was very unique to each company. So as they were going through the green light session, this COO from, from this other company Every idea that they would bring forward, he would, he would say, well, we don't have the resources or we don't have the personnel or we don't have the, the structure in place to do that. So he would, he would start into the green, the red light session during the time when they were just trying to generate new ideas. And he would shoot down every idea. And as much as I tried to encourage him to allow the green light session to happen, he just couldn't, couldn't help it. It was like he, he could see right where they were. He was really focused on the resources that they currently had, the personnel, the money, the, the structure. He was really focused on the here and now and couldn't see beyond that. And that whole experience has stuck with me for the years since I had that 
since I, I went to that training, since I went back as a, as a leader helping another company go through this process. And you're probably going, why are you telling me this story? <laughs> because we're talking about expanded vision. I wanted to share that with you because it really illustrates the importance of being able to get out of the here and now and look beyond where we are to where we want to be. Because even though this was a, a group, even though these were company teams that were going through this process, as individuals, we do the same thing. We do the same thing. We, we tend to look at what is happening right this very minute and we constrain ourselves based on what's happening in the very current moment. And what I want to invite you to do today is to expand your vision beyond the here and now and to look beyond that to what you want to create. And that can be without the constraint of the here and now, without thinking about, well, what resources do I have right this moment? It's really thinking more about the what instead of the how. So you want to focus on the what and the why you want to create that and not the how you want to create that. The first thing that I love that I read in a book by Michael Lozier called Law of Attraction, and and I've seen it in many places, but this idea of comparing and contrasting for clarity. And what that means is that on a piece of paper, you draw a line down the middle, and on the left, you're going to write down all the things that you don't want it's easiest if you do this by category. Let's say you're really frustrated with your job right now and your current position in your job, or you're frustrated with your, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're frustrated with your current experience as an entrepreneur, then you're writing down on the left everything that you don't want. The things that maybe are currently happening or that you, you don't want to have happen. And, and if it, let's say it's job related and you say, I don't want to be working 60 hours a week. I don't want to go into work at 6 a.m. I don't want to be leaving work at 10 p.m. I don't want to have so much on my plate that I feel pressured 24 hours a day. I don't want to be thinking about work when I leave work. I, I don't want to be skipping my lunch hour to work at my desk. So you just are, you're just identifying the things that are either happening or that you're worried about happening that you don't want to happen or that you don't want to continue to, to experience. And that can even mean that, you know, you're talking about like a, a relationship issue at work where you have a, a boss or a coworker who's, who you're not getting along with or that you're having a negative experience with that you can put in that column of this is what I don't want. I don't want to, I don't want to work in a contentious situation where there's a lot of contention, where there's a lot of negative feelings, negative experiences. So that's on your left-hand column. What that allows you to do then is then go to the right-hand column and where you wrote, I don't want to be working 60 hours a week, you clarify 
How many hours a week do you want to be devoting to your job, to your business, to your work experience? How many hours a week? And you write on the other side of the page how many hours a week you want to be working. Let's say right now you're working seven days a week. So you clarify on the other side, I want to work Monday through Friday, or I want to have a four-day week, and I'm going to work Monday through Thursday, or I want to work Tuesday through Friday. So you just clarify what you want your work week to look like, what you want your experience to look like, all those things that you wrote on the left-hand side, now you get an opportunity to say, okay, this is what I don't want. So now I'm going to clarify what it is I do want. And from that list of what you do want, and you can rip the page or cut the page in half and rip up the symbolically, you're like, you're like getting rid of the things that you don't want by ripping that in half or cutting that in half and then ripping up or burning the I don't wants. But that clarity, that list of what you do want, then you take that and you create a statement or a vision statement or declarations or affirmations, whatever you want to call it, of what you do want and you talk as if it's already happening. So in other words, you say, I love working Monday through Friday, nine to five. I love being able to take a one hour lunch break. I enjoy my one hour lunch break and I walk out into the courtyard and I feel, I take my shoes off and I feel the grass between my toes and I get grounded. And then I sit and leisurely enjoy eating my lunch that I've brought from home and tasting the sweet flavors of my favorite meals, my leftovers from the night before, or whatever. So you're, you're just taking the clarity that you created and you're creating a, a vision around that clarity. And you're talking as if it's happening and you're seeing yourself doing it and you're bringing in as many of your five senses as possible. Did you hear in that example how I said, taking my shoes off, putting my feet in the grass, feeling the grass between my toes? You see how it's taking in that sense of feel, the sense of feel, hearing the birds singing in the trees as I eat my lunch. Now you're taking in the sense of hearing and then enjoying the sweet taste of leftovers Oh, that you're bringing in this sense of taste. So you can see and you can bring in smells, so on and so forth. So you're creating this vision of what it is you do want. Remember that vision is all about looking beyond the spot where you are and imagining where you want to go and opening your mind to the possibility that you can create what it is you want to create. Now, this little vision statement can be short or long. It could be three sentences, or it could be a full two or three page story that you've created around what it is you want. Either way, you create what it is you want, and then you start to practice the vision. Now, one of the ways I like to do this 
is to record what I've written with music in the background. And if you go on YouTube and you're using it for your personal use, so it's totally okay. Like the music that I use for the podcast, I purchased in order to use it because I'm using it, what you would say commercially. I mean, I don't make money off the podcast, but I'm distributing it and I'm using it commercially. But you're recording this for your own personal use. So play a, look up epic music on YouTube or a favorite instrumental song and play that as you read it and record it with music. And then I had a mentor suggest this to me and I thought it was so brilliant. And this is what I currently do is I listen to it right when I wake up in the morning and right before I go to sleep at night. And why is that important? Because we're reprogramming. You're, you're reprogramming your subconscious mind to imagine and be in that place. And when you do that, it's like you can't help but create what it is that you're wanting to create. And listening to that in the morning and the evening, like you're listening to that as soon as you wake up is that space between the subconscious when you're asleep and the conscious as you're waking up and listening to it just before you go to sleep or even falling asleep listening to it, which is what happens to me a lot of the times, even when I'm listening to it in the morning, you're, you're again, you're tapping into that space between conscious and subconscious. Now, this is a practice for imagining yourself in a better place and really getting clear about what you want. And if you're currently like heavily in grief, imagining something beyond where you're at right now may be super hard. It may be super hard. And so it may be just that one to three sentences of just imagining that things can get better, that you can feel better, and where you feel more like yourself again. And you create some more, you create some clarity around that. And that's where you start. And you don't go through this whole practice of, of comparing and contrasting for contrast or for, for clarity, I should say, and creating a two page story. If you want to, great. But if that's not where you're at right now, if that's not, that's totally okay. Create the one sentence that you can practice. Create the two sentences that you can practice. Look yourself in the mirror and practice that one sentence every day. I am happy. I have purpose. Maybe that is the two sentences that you practice every day. I love myself. I am happy. And I have purpose. As I was working with a client last week and we were just getting started. She was just getting started. And, and I, and I said, there's a reason you're still here. And this was something, this was an idea. This was a thought that I practiced after the accident, after my kids died was I kept hearing in my head and I kept saying to myself, there's a reason I'm still here. I could have died in that rollover accident and I didn't. My kids did. There's a reason I'm still here. And even though my story is different than your story, there's a reason you're still here. Even if you're going through grief, 
because of loss of career, loss of health, a divorce, death of a, a loved one, a family member, a friend, a estrangement from people that you love, there's a reason you're still here. And I just invite you to look beyond the spot where you stand right now and imagine where you want to go. And that creates expanded vision. And we can do that in, in little ways when we're getting started. And then that vision can expand. It can expand to greater vision. I have felt that over the last few years as I have gone from just this thought of I can love myself and there's a reason that I'm still here and there's a possibility of living a good life again. I've gone from that to creating things that I really love in my life and creating a lifestyle and a life that I want. It's not that I don't have disappointment still. It's not that I don't have bad days. Those still happen. But I create some clarity around where I am going. I love the GPS example. When we get in the car, the, the GPS calculates where we are and where we want to go. And sometimes we have just enough gas to get to the gas station down the street. And sometimes we're, we're headed on a road trip and we, we set the GPS for a 500 mile road trip. It's where we are and where we want to go. How far ahead can you see? Are you ready to expand your vision beyond where you are right now? And just Get to the gas station. Just set that GPS for the gas station to refuel. Imagining things can be better than they are right now. Imagining how you want to feel and creating some clarity around that. All right. If you have gained something from being here today, I would be so, so grateful if you would leave a five-star rating or review and help me, help us to spread hope, to spread hope and to spread joy and to spread purpose. And I, I just, I love, I love hope. I love knowing that there's more ahead for all of us. So to show my appreciation for your rating and review of the podcast. Now through the end of May, what do we have? Like, I think this is the third, maybe the third episode of May. I'm, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but right now through the end of May, I'm going to draw three names from those who leave a review and I'll send you a signed copy of my book, Miracles in the Darkness. All right. You have a wonderful week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.